another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pregame and experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So my first, what I'll call double header concert. So not only two concerts in one night, but two concerts in two different venues in one night. This episode is going to revolve around the Tesla show I saw on May 8th, 2004 at the Record Theater in Towson, Maryland, and the Funny Money show I saw later that night at Thunderdome in Baltimore, Maryland. So a little surprising that this is the first time that I saw Tesla. It just never uh, worked out. I know they opened for a number of bands there in the 80s, even early 90s, or they were doing some co-headlining stuff, but just never uh, presented itself. And then they obviously broke up in the mid-90s, and then got back together in the early 2000s. So my background with Tesla. So go back to 1986, Mechanical Resonance got released. I was in eighth grade, and I was aware of them at that time and probably had seen the video for Modern Day Cowboy. But I was specifically thinking about art class. We were working with ceramics and doing some sort of uh, making letters and you got to choose obviously what you were going to do and I can remember I think somebody in that class made the letters T-E-S-L-A and funny enough I made the letters T-K-O out of the Pacific Northwest. Unfortunately, never saw that band, so I won't be doing an episode on them, but at some point, maybe can talk about them if I play a song of theirs during our pregame or, or something to that effect, but great, great band. So that's kind of my first memory of Tesla. So again, I mentioned the Modern Day Cowboy video. So I think I had Mechanical Resonance on TDK originally don't remember who i dubbed that from but oddly enough i was not crazy about his voice initially which is kind of odd but it just i don't know didn't do a ton for me but obviously grew on me and i think he's got a fantastic voice now so obviously in high school then at that point great radio controversy came out love song was huge so they were they were a big band at that point and then i believe my senior year 
five-man acoustical jam ends up getting released and signs blew up. So then college, fall of 91, September 10th, 91, Psychotic Supper was released. I can remember going out and getting that the day that it was released. And then I know Bust a Nut came out there in 1994, and I did not, whether they had any videos that had any airplay or I didn't hear much from that album until much later. I did not pick it up until later. And then fast forward to probably 2003 when the rumors started coming out that they were going to go back in the studio with the original band and put out an album. So Into the Now released March 9th, 2004 and bought it on the day of release. So I mentioned seeing the two shows on one night. So I'm not sure which one came first. My guess is it was the Tesla show. My brother actually flew up for it. And then, you know, I had just seen Funny Money for the first time two or three weeks prior to that. And maybe their schedule wasn't wasn't out there. But then that show got announced. And I think I probably heard about that and then threw it out to Matt said hey what do you think my my guess is Tesla's going to come on kind of at a normal time I don't remember there being an opener for Tesla so whether they were on stage at 8 or 8 30 or somewhere around there and not thinking that funny money was going to be on until much later 11 o'clock possibly I thought we might be able to pull this off So I'll talk a little bit more about that planning (laughs) of that a little bit later in the episode, but let's get into the show. Again, I have no idea who opened this show or even if they had an opener, but again, this is the record theater where I had seen Funny Money for the first time, and I will get into the pre-gaming and again, how we pulled off the two shows in one night a little bit later in the episode, but I do recall... We bought the tickets, but I believe they were will call. And so I remember going into the kind of the lobby of the venue and ticket office and getting our tickets. And oddly enough, when we did that, Frank Hannon was just standing there. And it was odd because nobody else seemed to either know who he was or they didn't want to bother him. And again, we didn't, we didn't bug him but we saw him and I was like hey Frank what's going on and he was like not much just uh just got to the venue and and gonna sound check soon and and then other people obviously saw that so I I probably apologized to him but uh then we went back out and and continued our our pre-gaming but on to the set list for Tesla into the now modern day cowboy mighty mouse Solution, Look at Me, Song and Emotion, Signs, Little Susie, Words Can't Explain, What You Give, Miles Away, Love Song, Caught in a Dream, Heaven's Trail, No Way Out, Mama's Fool, and close the regular set with Heaven 9-11. And then Encored, Got No Glory, and coming at you live. So song breakdown, three songs from Mechanical Resonance, two songs from Great Radio Controversy, one song from Five Man Acoustical Jam, two songs from Psychotic Supper, 
two songs from Bust a Nut and eight songs from the new album Into the Now, which is obviously very bold, but they were apparently very proud of this album and they wanted to play a lot of the new songs. So, I mean, you know, leading up to that new album and how many songs were on there, it was a good balance of songs. I guess, you know, a little bit interesting that there were so few kind of from those first couple albums, but when you're playing basically almost half your set of the new songs, you know, you got to make cuts somewhere. So into the now great opener title cut of the new album kicks off the album as well. Awesome. And then kicking right into modern day cowboy right after that was a good idea for those casual fans that might not have known what that opener was. The song Mighty Mouse, talk a little bit about that later from the new album. Not a huge fan of it. You know, they really stuck to the hits from those other albums. I mean, Coming at You Live wasn't a single, but it's, uh, it's obviously a known song by them. Great radio controversy, love song, and Heaven's Trail, No Way Out. Nothing, uh, nothing out of the ordinary there. Psychotic Supper, you've got Song and Emotion and What You Give. I know What You Give was a hit, Song and Emotion, not necessarily, but uh, tribute to Steve Clark, so they had that in there. And then, you know, Bust a Nut, you've got Solution and Mama's Fool, so nothing really out of the ordinary there. And then Signs from Five Man Acoustical Jam. So again, it was definitely cool seeing the original band I would see them again once more before Tommy left, and then I've seen them tons of times after that. But it was cool seeing the original band. I do remember Jeff Keith was sick, and actually Frank Hannon may have said something to us about that. I I don't remember exactly, but maybe Jeff Keith just announced it, <laughs> you know, after the first couple songs that he wasn't doing great. I mean, he did his best. I thought he sounded pretty good, but you could tell that uh, that he was a little bit off. And, you know, the record theater, I mentioned seeing Funny Money, and then I saw Tesla there. Those were the only two shows I saw there. Funny Money, it worked out. Again, I described it on that Funny Money episode as an old <laughs> theater, so it was very narrow and long. And... For the Funny Money Show, that worked because it wasn't packed. For somebody like Tesla, that had just reunited, eh, probably not the best venue uh, for them. They probably needed something a little bit bigger because uh, it was very, very, very congested in there. And again, in that uh, you know narrow, almost tube uh, feeling, you know they needed to be in a bigger venue. But again, overall, they sounded great. And it was very, very cool to finally see them. So I mentioned this was my first double header show. True two concerts, two different venues, same night. And mentioned that I saw Funny Money at Thunderdome in Baltimore. So two things. One, there isn't any set list information about it, which I talked about on the Funny Money episode. And talked about that that was going to be the only episode I talked about funny money even though I saw them multiple times and two being the second concert of the double header my memory is a little bit hazy but I will 
talk a little bit more about this and how it all got set up in the Slamfest tip of the week. So now on to the band on the Bill Spotlight. So again, being that this was the first time I had seen Tesla, I'm going to focus most of my attention on the balance of this episode on Tesla and their discography. But this is not the first episode of the podcast where I've talked about Tesla. So back on episode 61, the Rockin' Pod Expo recap episode, a couple things. So Tommy Skio and his new band Resist and Bite were there. So I got an opportunity to interview Tommy and the other guitarist in that band, Steve Stokes, which was awesome. And then Steve Wright of the Potter Than Hell podcast sat down with my brother and I, and we did a Tesla-related draft on songs that were written and or co-written by Tommy Skio. So again, Steve Wright, Potter Than Hell podcast. Check those guys out. They release an episode every Friday around noon Eastern time. Steve's son Dylan and his buddies BC and BB do a great job. So for the band on the Bill Spotlight, I decided to go back to kind of an original concept that I had early on in this podcast's history and go through the band's discography up through this concert and choose my two faves and one least fave off of each of those albums. So Tesla's debut, Mechanical Resonance, released on December 8th, 1986. So this is obviously a classic album, top to bottom, and has some big hits on it as well. But from the first time that I heard this album, a couple tracks stood out to me. So I'm going to go with those two. So my first pick is Changes. Come on, it's so good. They named their first best of compilation after this song. Awesome piano intro into cymbals and some synth in there. Guitar picking intro, verse, vocal, bass, drums, piano, builds and builds and builds towards the chorus. But first, a great pre-chorus. Can't you see? It's changing you and me. And then the chorus, time's making changes. Time's making changes in my life. Underlying riff is fantastic during that chorus. Pre-chorus two, can't you see? The world is changing me. And then after the second chorus, great breakdown. Nothing ever stays the same. It's always going to change. I'm on my way. And that's actually got a Def Leppard feel, that breakdown does. Great solo. There's some keys in there as well. Third pre-chorus, can't you see? It's changing you and me. And then a chorus outro. So I mentioned that best of they released in 1995, titled Times Making Changes, the best of Tesla. And Changes, not a single, but it ended up being the last track they put on that compilation. Song number two for me off of Mechanical Residence, Love Me. Such a great riff, lots of space in there. Other guitar joins in. And then a great scream from Jeff Keith at the beginning with some great delay in there. Verse, again, lots of space with the riff. Pre-chorus, underlying guitar, and I'm gonna say a mandolin, because the mandolin is credited to Frank Hannon on this album. And I'm guessing that that's what he's playing during that pre-chorus. You've got everything I want. You're all I need. Won't you give me your love? Give it all to me. And then chorus, 
You've Got to Love Me, and then just a gang backing vocals, kind of call and response, Love Me, Come On Baby, Love Me, or Set Me Free, Oh Woman, Set Me Free, and then You've Got to Love Me, Love Me, or Let Me Be, Oh Woman, Let Me Be. Breakdown section, vocal and talk box going on in there, which is cool. And then coming out of that breakdown, come on, come on, come on, baby, give it to me into a solo. And then pre-chorus coming out of the solo again, you've got to, gang vocals, love me, all the music stop, Jeff Keith, come on. And then you've got the outro chorus, great, great Jeff Keith interjections during that outro as well, just a killer killer song so least favorite you know you don't really need two mellow songs on this album but i think that's a little bit of a cop-out to dump one of the mellow songs there's one on each side we're no good together and before my eyes which i'm actually a fan of both of those songs so the song i'm going with my least favorite and again that's why it's called least favorite and not song that i hate because I really do enjoy this entire album, but I'm gonna go with Cover Queen, and that's probably not gonna be a popular pick with a lot of people, but the only reason it's my least favorite is that I don't really think it fits with the rest of the material on the album. Again, I don't skip it, I don't dislike it, it just does not fit the other 11 songs, kind of the vibe of the other 11 songs on this album. So next up, Great Radio Controversy, released February 1st, 1989. So again, really good album from top to bottom. So this was a little bit difficult to narrow down, but I am going, actually, with the first two songs on the album. So it kicks off with Hang Tough, kind of a Jane's Addiction mountain song, which was from 1987. Bass intro, great pick slide into a great riff lead guitar harmony in there opening line of the verse took a shot to the chin looks like you just can't win pre-chorus great riff you've got to give it your best shot give it everything you've got you've got to hang tough hang tough hang tough and that's just jeff delivering that kind of teasing the ultimate kind of gang vocal chorus no backing vocals during that first chorus Back to lead guitar harmonies between that and the next verse. Second chorus, backing vocals, hang tough, come in when the going gets rough. Underlying riff is great. And then Jeff Keith announces the solo with kind of a funny hey-oh, hey-oh. And then great breakdown, you stayed locked away inside your room. He's a lot like you, yeah. And then chorus, outro, but great, great song, great album opener. Track two is my other pick. Lady Luck, great intro riff, and then you've got a dive bomb <laughs> there with the lead guitar and then a lead fill right before the verse. Call and response with the riff. They tease the chorus again and go back to the verse. That second verse has a great line, there she stood in living color, always loved that part. Chorus, when they finally get to it, is great. Lady Luck took a walk when all I wanted is some company. You know she walked right out on me. And then there's kind of a post-chorus. Hard as it seems, but not as hard to believe. Long lead fill before the next verse. And the next verse is really only a couple of lines and then back to the chorus. And then that post-chorus. 
and then outro chorus and there's kind of an underlying solo in there so kind of an odd arrangement with the song which might actually be what uh, has the song stand out to me but those are my favorite songs on this album so least favorite i'm actually going with the last track party's over riff is okay lead guitar harmonies eh don't do a ton for me verse is pretty generic and then you've got the lead guitar harmonies are coming in and out of this song which i'm not a huge fan of to begin with and they keep coming back which is a turn off for me chorus turn out the lights the party's over turn out the lights the party's over for you this time is the last time never be a next time so i don't know just kind of generic and really just kind of a dud to me to end a great album. So next up is technically the five-man acoustical jam, released November 9th, 1990. So again, I really didn't want to dive too deep into this, but I do want to say that this is a great acoustic album. Not only do they do acoustic versions of their songs, and again, this is not them just taking their song and doing it acoustically they actually put some thought into it and kind of changed the arrangement so it would lend itself a little bit better to acoustic guitars and lighter drum playing i mean coming at you live is on here and they're not attempting to do the dual trade-off solo at the beginning of the song <laughs> same thing like with modern day cowboy there is no percussion in that in that version of the song it's just acoustic guitar and jeff keith's vocal which is just awesome and then they've got a bunch of great covers on here as well so to be honest with you my favorite stuff on here is probably we can work it out and lodi <laughs> so but again great acoustic album kind of you know helped launch probably the unplugged stuff that came after it but again really enjoyed the way that they did some of these songs and actually kind of changed up the the arrangements to them instead of just playing them the same way as they recorded them when they did unplugged in next up psychotic supper as i mentioned released september 10th 1991 so I kind of stayed away from the quote-unquote singles and popular songs on the first two albums. But I, <laughs> I uh, looked at this one over and over, and I'm not going to just not choose these to try to stay away from the hits. I've got to go with my favorite songs, so you're going to get some hits with this album. So Edison's Medicine, gotta love a song that starts off with a killer lead fill. Great driving riff, again, lead fill leading into the verse, fantastic melody and delivery riff during the verse, lots of space in there again. You're guilty of crime in the first degree, second and third as well, great lyric, because he was lord of the lightning, socially frightening, but never out to sell. Love the melody of that part and delivery from Jeff Keith, fantastic. Pre-chorus. Nor did the man out of time, man out of time, thought you was crazy, you was one of a kind. Very cool, but absolutely terrible grammar in there. They tease the chorus, go back to the verse, verse 2. He was electromagnetic, completely kinetic, 
Again, that part, that delivery and melody part of the verse, just awesome. And then finally you get the chorus. You took a shot and it did you in Edison's Medicine. Great breakdown, use of that theremin in there. Very, very cool, great solo. Last verse, cool arrangement with the drumming. And then you've got pre-chorus again and the chorus outro, but just killer, killer song. And then my second choice is Call It What You Want. Arpeggiated chord intro, cool lead fill, verse, great double track melody, underlying arpeggiated chords again. Pre-chorus, very cool chorus. Call it true love, call it not meant to be. Chorus two, you can call it heavy metal, hardcore, pop, punk, or thrash. You can call it anything, it doesn't matter to me. Call it what you want, it's all music to me. Truer words couldn't have been spoken. Great solo, and then kind of the last chorus there before the outro, call it individuality, some call it fate, others reality. Just fantastic and just a great melody during that chorus. Great outro soloing and some guitar harmonies in there as well. So least favorite, easy pick would be government personnel. That short little ditty under a minute, but that's kind of a cop-out. So I'm actually going with, and again, this is not going to be a popular pick, Don't De-Rock Me. <laughs> and I, I mean, musically, it's very good. I mean, a great lead fill to start into an upbeat riff, more lead fills, and then into almost, I mean, a heavy, heavy, almost thrashy feel to the song. Verses good, great lead fills in there. Main riff kind of reminds me of Don't You Tread On Me by Damn Yankees, which actually came out about a year later. But the title and chorus just destroy the song for me. Don't de-rock me, don't de-rock me. <laughs> it's not, not good, not good at all. And then you know, to pour salt on the wounds here. Verse 2, opening line, backstage Betty, banana in her cherry, and the shower down on her knees. Oh, boy. And then for some reason, there's a drum solo kind of in the middle of the song, and Jeff Keith is doing some odd scatting. I, I don't know. song just doesn't do, uh, doesn't do anything for me. Next up, Bust a Nut, released August 23rd, 1994. Four, and as I had mentioned, I did not buy this album real time. Don't really remember hearing any of these songs in real time. So again, I got it a little bit later, probably late 90s, early 2000s, somewhere in that time frame. But here are my favorites. Opening song, The Gate slash Invited. So The Gate is kind of this instrumental intro. Pretty heavy, sounds like the theremin is back. And again, it's about a minute and a half or so, and then goes into the song Invited, arpeggiated chords, intro, verse, kicks in just for a quick second, anything is possible, and then a mellow pre-chorus, you ask me where I'm going, I don't even know myself, couldn't say because it's undecided on which way I should go, I don't know, and then kicks into a killer, killer riff, which is kind of acting as the bridge or pre-chorus leading into the chorus and then the chorus I've been invited but I just can't make it got too excited and I just can't take it my fuel ignited got too excited 
and then great underlying riff during that chorus. But just a just a cool song, kind of a lot going on. Interesting arrangement with with stuff kind of slowing down, and and then that, again that riff is so good that's acting as the bridge between the verse and the chorus. And then I went with She Want, She Want. Intro sounds like Hotwire by Kicks. Lead guitar melody in there, and then it kicks in. And he says, yeah, hot damn, and shit, kind of as the riff is kicking in. Again, lots of space in the riff. Pre-chorus, I guess I got off lucky. Chorus, she want, she want. Call and response with some cool Jeff Keith interjections in there. She wants more, she wants more. Great, great backing vocals, but cool, cool song. And then my least favorite is Wonderful World. (laughs) This is just not a good song. And I'm almost basing this solely on the opening and repeated lyric throughout this song. Ever since Chicken Little said the sky was falling down upon his head. (laughs) And turns me off right there. I mean, the music in the song is is okay. Kind of sounds like and reminds me of ELO. But then, then lyrics that just don't make any sense. Something about being a kid when someone had to go shoot the president. Didn't know much, but I knew it wasn't funny. Everybody's crying like they killed the Easter bunny. <laughs> okay. And then, like I said, that uh, Chicken Little line comes back. Ever since Chicken Little said Humpty Dumpty fell and broke his head. Ah, I just can't do it. I cannot do it. And then the album that they were supporting, Into the Now, released March 9th, 2004. So this was this was a little tricky because I, I really, really enjoyed this album when it got released and, and do go back to it from time to time. But I am going with two songs on side one. Track two, Look at Me. Great intro, kind of palm muting harmonics into a great, great riff. And again, it's more modern sounding than even the stuff that was on Bust a Nut. Cool lead guitar melody in there. Verse, delivery, and underlying riff are awesome. Pre chorus, there was a shadow following me around. Somehow I lost my way. That was then. Take a look at me now. And then chorus, for everything in life, there's a reason. Sometimes the reason I do make it not so good. Great melody, underlying intro riff. Breakdown musically before the solo. And then the song ends as it started with that palm muting kind of harmonic guitar riffing going on. Killer, killer song. And then my second choice off of here, Heaven 911. So obviously a tribute to those lives lost during 911. Starts kind of like Look at Me, cool riff in there. Lead guitar melody is kind of eerie a little bit. Verse, drum and bass, effect on Jeff Keith's voice and delay at the end of each line. Just very, very cool. And then kind of a pre-chorus, that's the way, that's the way, that's the way of the world, delay on world chorus. As the world crashes down, backing vocals, heaven's looking better every day. As the sun burns the ground, backing vocals, there's got to be another way. 
Is our God looking down and does it feel everybody's pain? As the world crashes down, heaven's looking better every day. So again, as the world is crashing down, obviously a nod to the World Trade Center. Cool breakdown into the solo and then again, kind of an eerie ending lead melody in there and kind of an eerie guitar riff there as the song comes to a close. Least favorite on here, so I kind of mentioned it because it was in the set list, but the song Mighty Mouse, and again, the music is cool. The lyrics, you know, I understand what they were trying to do, but I don't know. I just don't want that type of stuff in these songs. So Mighty Mouse, come down and save the day. Underdog is on his way. Superman, you've got to kick that kryptonite. Lord knows we need some help to night and again it's not only the lyrics you know it's the kind of the delivery and the harmonies in there just doesn't do anything for me so anyway that was kind of cool to go through and i i grabbed you know going back to that episode 61 where we did that draft i was curious what songs kind of the relation in there so here was my uh track listing for that song draft of the tommy skio uh written or co-written songs Hang Tough, Lady Luck, Rock Me to the Top, Edison's Medicine, The Gate, Invited, Changes, Change in the Weather, Look at Me, Stir It Up, Lazy Days, Crazy Nights, and Closed with Before My Eyes. So again, Hang Tough, Lady Luck, Edison's Medicine, The Gate, Invited, Changes, Look at Me, those were all on there, so almost half of them were on the song draft that we did back in August of 2021. So now onto the Slam Fest tip of the week. So back to the doubleheader show, right? So I mentioned that the Tesla show had to have been the original show that Matt and I discussed and planned everything around and then the Funny Money show that got announced for Thunderdome the same night and I threw out there, hey, let's try to pull... (laughs) this off so at the time i was working in the inner harbor of baltimore so basically downtown baltimore the record theater in towson maryland due north on interstate 83 so during lunch one day i wanted to drive up to towson go to the record theater and then time (laughs) the drive from there down to southern Baltimore, technically Brooklyn, Maryland, where Thunderdome was. So that's exactly what I did. So I drove up there and timed it getting on the Baltimore Beltway and drove down. Now, of course, you know, a little bit different, you know, noon hour, (laughs) whatever day of the week it was versus what it's going to be like at 10, 1030 at night on a Friday night but in any event wanted to time that drive and work that into our plans on how we were going to pull this off so before the tesla show so matt and i were planning on pre-gaming just in the car again again the parking lot not exactly lending itself well to popping a tailgate and and tailgating so we were going to pre-game in the car The funny thing was, so again, out east, everything is so congested. (laughs) 
So when you found a parking spot somewhere, you almost felt like you won the lottery, okay? Or at least you really accomplished something. So you almost just coveted a parking spot, especially if it was a good parking spot that you got. So we got there and sure enough, there was an open spot, which was just perfect, where we could kind of scope out stuff, see the theater, see kind of the goings on of everything that was happening. And it was like, this is perfect. It'll be easy to, to get out of and get in our car so we can make the drive down to Thunderdome. Everything was, was perfect until <laughs> we're sitting there and I look at the fuel gauge of my car and it's like, oh shit. So it was low, like really low. And no idea how I missed that. But so we're sitting there and, and it's like, okay, well, if we leave the area to go get gas, which is really what we needed to do because I didn't want to stop and get gas on the way because that's wasting time on our way down to Thunderdome for the Funny Money Show. So I'm like, oh God, but if I leave this spot, I mean, it's going to be gone by the time we get back. So I walked over to a gas station, which wasn't very far, but like I said, we didn't want to risk leaving the spot. So I walk over there and I bought a gas can <laughs> and filled it up and walked back over. It's as though we had completely run out of gas, right? Which is not what happened, but I was not losing that parking spot. So fill up the tank, throw the newly purchased gas can in the back of the car, and we were golden. So after the Tesla show, or maybe we actually, we may have cut out of there early based on just the timing of everything, but I mean, I can remember them playing Mama's Fool, and I think that might have been the last uh, song of the regular set. So if we missed anything, we, we certainly didn't miss very much of it. So hopped on the Baltimore Beltway, I-695, went kind of to the east and then south, made our way to I-95, which then made our way to 895, and pulled in to a parking lot. And again, this was not a ticketed show at Thunderdome. So we get out of the car and sure enough, you can hear kind of muffled, <laughs> muffled music. So they had obviously started and we ran. I mean, we ran as fast as we could, went in, I just said, Matt, go, I'm paying the cover charge. So he runs in there and I meet him and they luckily had, they had just started. So one or two songs probably into their set. And we stayed and watched the rest of the show. And Matt was as blown away as I was seeing them three weeks prior. And it was just an awesome, awesome night. Two shows, two venues, one night. So now to close this episode out with which side are you on? So we're going to try something a little bit different this week. So through 94 episodes, I've been taking an album from one of the bands on the bill and putting side one versus side two. Or, in some instances, side one versus side two versus side three versus side four. So we're still going to put two sides up against each other, but they're going to be from two different albums. 
in this case, two different Tesla albums. So we're going to take side one from Psychotic Supper, again released September 10th, 1991, produced by Steve Thompson, Michael Barbero, and Tesla, charted at number 13 and is certified platinum. And we're going to put that up against side one from Bust a Nut, released August 23rd, 1994, produced by Terry Thomas, charted at number 20, and is certified gold. So you might be thinking, wait, 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 you can't do that. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? And I'm going to say, yes, I can. It's my show. I can make the rules. Just wait until we put side one of Screaming for Vengeance up against side two of Number of the Beast. So starting off with Psychotic Supper, side one kicks off with Change in the Weather. That intro, put this in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) The way that they uh, deliver that is kind of a nod to the intro to Rock of Ages. Great riff. Second verse, they say something about making it through the 80s, and then later something about another century, which (laughs) sounded a little odd. Maybe they just should have said another decade, because they were talking about the 90s, which is when this album was released. Chorus is great. Call and response, ready for a change in the weather. Backing vocals, ready for a change in the weather, ready for a change of scene, ready for a change for you and me. But then there's kind of an odd yeah at the end of the song, so kind of starts obviously a little bit odd and kind of ends a little bit odd, but love, love the song. Edison's Medicine, already talked about, don't derock me, already (laughs) talked about, not a huge fan of that song. Next up, talked about Call It What You Want as well. Track five, Song and Emotion, I mentioned that that was in the set list and was a tribute and dedicated to Steve Clark. So, too fucking long, eight plus minutes. Kind of a mellow intro, but when it gets to the better run for cover, because it looks like rain and just bam, kicks into a killer, killer riff. Verse is cool, vocal's good, there's some cool delay in there. Chorus is just kind of meh, and then the last two and a half minutes (laughs) is just noise. And again, I I get it that it was a a tribute to him, so they kind of wanted it to be an epic song, but... I don't know. It's uh, It really, really could have been trimmed, trimmed down. And then track six, the song Time. So clock sound effect leads up to an alarm. Uh, eh, hasn't that been done before? Song actually kicks into kind of a cool riff. There's a cool lead melody in there. Verse is actually kind of funky feel to it, which is different for them, but kind of fits the early 90s again lead melody is is cool and then the chorus says right in it for funky bullshit going down so i guess that's what they were going for and then right before the solo jeff keith says tell him frankie which again i like when solos are announced and then there's a kind of a odd breakdown kind of a jazz feel to it so and then outro kind of chaotic music and some sort of countdown from 10 and then he just screams when they get to one i don't know the song is really destroyed 
for me. Doesn't really go anywhere and not a huge fan of it. So moving over to Bust a Nut, side one, kicks off with The Gate, Invited, which I already talked about. Track two, Solution, cool, heavy, crunchy riff. Sounds very modern, but it's a driving riff. Verse, cool delivery, hanging off the ceiling, climbing up the walls, crawling on my hands and knees to make it through it all. Very, very cool delivery and melody there. Chorus is very, very cool and an unbelievable scream when he says make it. Cool song overall. Next up, Shine Away. Very mellow intro. All as well as it could ever be. Cool backing vocals in there. Verse, very mellow. And then pre-chorus starts to kick in. Cool double track vocal. There you are, so far away, but instead I got it right here in my face. Chorus, Shine Away. Just Jeff kind of during this first chorus and then when they come back to it the second time you've got backing vocals on that shine away part which is very very cool and a great solo as well next up try so hard pretty cool ballad actually kind of nod to the 70s verse harmonies are very cool i traveled alone you know it gets so and then this oh oh no part is kind of some falsetto backing vocals in there which is very cool Chorus, try so hard, backing vocals, call and response with Jeff's interjections. And then Jeff's got a cool falsetto on Believing Me He in there, which is very, very cool. Seeing is believing, feeling is believing. And then a very cool solo, almost kind of Pink Floydish. Next up, She Want, She Want, which I already talked about. And then you've got two more songs. So this is a longer album, so you got seven tracks. So track six, Need Your Lovin'. I actually talked about this song, I think, a little bit on that uh, episode 61 Rockin' Pod, but it reminds me of Yesterday's by GNR. The pre-chorus actually does. The chorus, Ooh, I Need Your Lovin', is very, very cool. Again, cool song, but just too, <laughs> too close to what GNR did a few years earlier. And then side one closes out with Action Talks. Cool riff, lots of space in there. Chorus, call and response, action talks. Now action talks and bullshit walks. The riff actually reminds me of the song Are You Ready, which was on Gene Simmons's vault, which obviously came out over 20 years after this. So don't know if there's any connection there. So, all right. So the first time I'm doing this on two different albums. So, you know, as I talked about Psychotic Supper, I talked about Edison's Medicine and Call It What You Want being my favorites on that album, and they're both on side one. Don't De-Rock Me is also on side one, which is my least favorite on there. Changing the Weather is good. Song and Emotion, it's got its moments, but again, too long of a song and two and a half minutes of basically nothing at the end of it. Doesn't do anything for me. And you heard my comments on the song Time, not a fan. Bust a Nut, The Gate Invited, and She Want, She Want were my faves. My least favorite is actually on side two, so that doesn't hurt. Side one, Solution, Shine Away, both great songs. Action Talks, great song. Try So Hard, I mentioned good ballad, and then Need Your Lovin' is okay, but too close to GNR. I am going to have to go with side one from Bust a Nut over side one from Psychotic Supper.
Did anyone see Tesla on the Into the Now tour in 2004? If so, when and where and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? Have you ever pulled off a concert double header? Two shows, two venues, one night. What are your two faves and one least fave from Tesla's first five studio albums? Mechanical Resonance through Into the Now, and just for fun, throw in your two faves from the five-man acoustical jam. And last but not least, what are your thoughts on Side One from Tesla's third studio album, Psychotic Supper from 1991, versus Side One from Tesla's fourth studio album, Bust a Nut from 1994? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you,